What's up, everything? The NHL is so close, but seems so far away like your friends are while safely socially distancing. But there will be no social distance between us and Scorching Hot NHL Award controversy as we celebrate the eventual winners and skewer the inevitable losers. Who should win the Selkie Trophy? Why is Ryan O'Reilly a gift from God? Which Blues players had wild orgies in Ian's childhood home? We'll discuss it all ahead, so let's get started and let's go Blues! Thursday, July 16th, and we are coming to you from our expansive studios in, I don't know, East Rutherford, New Jersey, I guess. That's, Why? That's, uh, you know, I don't Why know. Why not West Rutherford? <laughs> I've never heard of West Rutherford, I guess it I've exists. never heard of East Rutherford. Well, you know, somebody's from there, and I can't remember who, uh, but it's probably a wrestler or somebody, but anyway, we're human here. Human Michael. That's right, it's Human Michael's hometown, and Ian, from the sound of that intro we just recorded, I think we've promised people a big show. It's going to be... It's going to be something, folks. Some, some questions will be answered and others won't. That's right. Two weeks from today, we will be talking about real hockey games that are really being played, in theory, except even the Rogers Center is trying its best to prevent this from happening. The brand new Rogers Center, the very fancy brand new Rogers Center. They skimped on flooding. it. They skimped. Way to on go, pipes. Rogers. You got all that TV money, but you ain't got pipe money. You ain't got that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, assuming they can stop the flooding in the Rogers Center and return the hub cities to their natural (laughs) state, we will be ready to play hockey, much like Vladimir Tarasenko is ready to play hockey, as we'll discuss Mm -hmm. in just a few moments. Ian, tell us about the game. Well, first of all, Ian, Mm -hmm. before anything else, how are you tonight? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, just just fine. Just whatever. No, I'm doing well. It's like a Thursday and you're just over it sort of stuff. Thursdays are the new Wednesdays. (laughs) That's what everybody (laughs) says. That's what everyone says on Twitter. It's trending. Um, Yeah, no, it's good. I'm just ready for Friday. I'm I'm ready for hockey. You mentioned it. We're too far. We're so close, yet we're still too far away. Yep. We this week there's no hockey. Next week there's no hockey. The week after that there will be hockey, but it's exhibition games. It's kind of like I'm I'm just ready for the real thing. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's odd. It's weird too because they're doing training camps, which makes sense given the fact they haven't played in four months. But there's nothing to glean from them. Say like unlike a normal like uh, September training camp, where like mm-hmm. oh. What rookies are here? What young guys are here? Ooh, who's who might be making the team? Who might not be? It's like, you know who it's going to be. It's mm. all the same guys, at least for the Blues. Other teams have signed a few players. I don't think they can play yet, but like there's other players that they're bringing in from you know the AHL or you know that they drafted a couple of years ago. Like, hey, we'll give you guys a shot. I think the Blue Jackets are like bringing in like Liam Foodie and stuff like Ooh, that just to try something like fun. But uh, the Blues, it's... Status quo, you know who's going to be there. There's not someone's not breaking in out of camp. Not even so, Scott Perunovician. No, not even. 
we'll touch on that Depressed. later. <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of like it's fun. It's cool to see them out there, but I just want games to start. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you know, I gotta say, of what we were just watching some MLS out there and of the various weird, you know, sporting events that I've watched so far, I I feel like I don't notice the lack of crowds as much. I mean, granted, they're piping in noise on some of those, so mm. uh, that helps. I mean, it does help, just if you, especially if you're kind of watching passively mm. and you're just sort of used to the rhythm of the sounds of a sport, you know, which a soccer has a very sort of rhythmic sound and the crowd chants and everything. Uh, but I feel like I had I haven't noticed it as much, so it'll be interesting to see with hockey. First of all, I don't I assume they're they're going to pump in crowd noise. Um, I know the NHL sent some ridiculous requests around to teams asking for like pre-recorded chants. So. Oh yes, yes. Um, but uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how bizarre it feels to be. You know, in the same venue all the time. I, I assume there will be, like, an NHL logo at Center Ice rather than... I, like, it'd be weird if it was just an Edmonton Rogers Center logo, right? Mm-hmm. I assume. So I assume it'll be something slightly different there and some, you know, one or two different things. I'm so... You know, I wonder if, like, Gary... Gary hates ice painting, right? Like that, and that has, <laughs> doesn't he hate like the idea of advertisements? Oh, really? Ice? I um, think that's him. You know, good for Gary, though. Yeah, good, I'm fine traditionalist. With that. But like, I, I would think if if I was the NHL right now, I'd put ads wherever you wanted to have them on the sweaters, on the, you know, on the ice, on the players' faces, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'd tie them as ringlets around their wrists. They whatever you need. need the ad revenue. Um, so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how some of that works, what the boards look like, um, if they'll incorporate some of that, like, stat, you know, player tracking stuff that they're trying to do with, like, the with the gambling and everything. Yeah. Like, all of that's going to be interesting to see. But I think it's just going to, as much as it's going to never quite feel like normal hockey, I think we're just going to kind of get into it and be be into it, you know, and, and feel like we would have felt, I mean, not quite the same as we would have felt if it was just like that we just ramped into a normal playoffs, but like, I don't know, I'm going to be pretty amped until mm-hmm. they lose and then it was a sham. Yeah, and then the it's all over. The whole thing's a sham and a ridiculous joke. It's kind of funny because I am more, for right now it feels like I'm more into other teams playing mm-hmm. than I am the Blues playing necessarily. That's sort of true, yeah. And I don't know if that's just because we have Everyone's got an exhibition game, but then on top of that, we have the round robins, which even Doug Armstrong like said out loud in an interview that he's like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll try to win those games essentially, but also we kind of don't care as much. We're just going to use them as more exhibition games, mm-hmm. you know. I know they were trying to get those teams to kind of really feel like they needed to push because it meant, you know, what uh, you know, wherever you finished in that round in those round robin standings is where you had finished, you know, if you finish first, then you're going to get like the lowest seeded team out of the qualifiers and everything. But I think it's such a coin flip, this entire thing, that it's like, who gives a shit if you finish fourth? Yeah. If you finish a team that hugely upset a favorite Mm -hmm. as the first overall, that's not necessarily any better than finishing third and facing Mm -hmm you know, Montreal instead of Pittsburgh or whatever. The one thing I could see being an issue or, like, playing more of a factor into those round-robin games is, say, like, if you lose all three, and then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, and now you're facing, I don't know, whoever, you're facing Calgary, who just swept Winnipeg 3-0, and it's like, oh. Yeah, I think... 
I think you definitely want to win, but beyond that, want a win, but beyond that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to win them all. Great. I'm Mm -hmm. all all for that, but, like, I just don't. I'm not going to get too high or low with a loss. Mm -hmm. Unless it's a loss to the frickin' stars. Screw the stars. (laughs) But, yeah, when uh, when those games are happening, our, our... Lone exhibition game. I think we only get one. Is on the 29th against the Blackhawks, which is cool. You know, get mm-hmm. to re- restart hockey against your arch rival. I think all of them are rivalry based. At your very, that they tried at to do your it that v- way. very normal 5:30 p.m. start time, mm-hmm. which will be a 2:30 game in Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start at 8 a.m. Um, and then. Uh, the round robin games are Sunday, August second, versus the Avalanche. Thursday, August sixth, against the Vegas Golden Knights, and Sunday, August ninth, against the Dallas Stars. Um, so, and then after that, then then the real realness begins. So, mm. it's exciting. It's an exciting time. I want it to be here, you know. But like, I'll t- I'll wait. I'll wait. I just want to get through the through the round robin and through the qualifying round so we can see which of the eight teams that get bounced out have a chance at the Love first overall pick. Yeah, yeah uh, I agree. And we can't win that. So no, we can't. I really don't care. They should have had it be the teams that get bounced after that round. That would have been like incentive to play hard during the qualifying round and then <laughs> then you gotta play hard because now it's the real Stanley Cup playoffs but also if you lose it's, you know it would never have worked never have <laughs> why worked. couldn't we have just botched the season and yeah. been like you know not not bad but just like almost, you know we almost like the Pittsburgh Penguins you know just have a chance where it's like oh man there's a chance we get knocked out of the qualifying round like oh that'd be fun that'd still be fun <laughs> But no, not gonna watch this team lose in the first round to Calgary. Let's say Calgary. Yeah, I like Calgary. Boo. I'd actually like us to beat the hell out of Calgary if we face him. But yeah, um, kill Johnny Gaudreau. That's right. If his career's not already over. And speaking of careers that are over, Vince Dunn has the coronavirus. Maybe, probably, probably. Hundred percent asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dunn didn't practice today, and when asked about his absence. Craig Berube said, you'll have to ask the league. Oh, you'll have to take that up with the league. So, very mysterious, but we know what that means. Mm-hmm. It means... He went out he to uh, Clayton. And got the clap. Yeah, and got the clap. <laughs> very, you know, is that like the so everybody, high roller venereal disease? I guess. Probably. I guess, probably Let's yeah. type that into Google. High roller venereal can, disease. I think we can rely on our listeners to tell okay. us. We don't have Tweet at us. Tweet your pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if that is true about Vince Dunn, obviously best of health to him. That's most important. Uh, but we want him to come back to soon so he can leave us on an offer sheet this summer, which could happen, except who's going to have money to offer sheet anybody. And if they did, as much as I love him, why would it be Vince Dunn? <laughs> <laughs> like one of those, like, we're offer sheet. I'm like, okay, right. I guess. We got like Scott Perunovich, so I guess we'll take your first three. Wouldn't it be weird if we? I mean, I don't. I want us to keep Vince Dunn, but mm-hmm. wouldn't that be weird if we got like a first and a third for Vince Dunn? Wow, 
That'd be, that must have been wild. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Everyone, it's a stacked draft. <laughs> that's true. Everyone is in St. Louis, and they are all practicing. Are you excited? No. I mean, are I the am. sponsors I am. excited? Sure, probably. Who's yeah. sponsoring them? Emos? Probably. Emos? The Square. Beyond Compare. Yeah. We just gave Emos 20 seconds of free pub. No free pub. Yeah, no, no free pub. No free pub. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, you want to talk about these quotes here? Yeah. Take them away. He's a fun, he's a fun little Russian boy. But he's also made of pure hatred <laughs> for anything fun. Uh, yeah, he did a he did a Zoom call, apparently. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford was, was present for the Zoom call. I don't know if he was conducting said Zoom call. I don't like these. I First of all, I don't like Zoom calls, period. But second Have of all... Have you been on any recently? No, not necessarily, oh, but okay. I, I try and distance myself from okay. them. But also the fact that all these Zoom calls that happen with athletes, there's like... A couple people interviewing them, mm-hmm. and it's just weird that they're all in their own homes. Mm-hmm. And it just—I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the feel of it. I don't like these guys just wearing a hoodie and sitting on their couch, and you know, Creevecore and being like, "Yeah, you know, having a lot of fun out here. Uh, just ready to get back in, back in the swing of things." Whenever I see a Zoom call, I'm taken out of the hopefulness of things happening, and I'm reminded in what a crappy time we are currently <laughs> in. And I'm like, shit. Um, so anyways, they did a Zoom call with Tarasenko, and said Rutherford tweeted out a couple of quotes from him. He said, Tarasenko on the season being postponed in March when he was ready to return. Tarasenko said, I do whatever I can to prepare for playing. I can't control when the season got delayed. I was lucky enough to have extra time to spend with my family. I can't complain. Now I'm ready to play. I love how A to B his thinking is. I mean, I realize it's not his native language, but do you think that sentence would have been any different in Russian. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it would I don't think so. At all. I don't think so. Uh, Tarasenko on video of him exercising during quarantine by bench pressing his wife, Yana. <laughs> he says, yeah, it's like a special workout. It's something fun you have to do through quarantine. It's not my everyday routine, but sometimes you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when she lets you, you can do this. <laughs> That's right. And when she gets the Instagram and... Oh my god. Uh, Tarasenko on whether extra time off allowed his shoulder to fully heal. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> oh, oh hold on to that don't shoulder. That. Uh, extra time is always nice, but like I said, you're missing the game a lot. I think everything is well now. So far, so good. Just going to go step by step preparing for hard games. I don't like it. I don't like it. And then the money quote. Uh, like it, look, it's fine. When he's holding his shoulder after the first physical contact <laughs> he hits, and you get PTSD from Robbie Fabry, uh, Don't you know, that, yeah, we that's your we fault. Were... <laughs> oh no, because he he injured the shoulder once before, correct? Mm-hmm. And then he have surgery on it once yeah, before. Kind of sucked, apparently. The surgery. Apparently, the sur- <laughs> surgery didn't take. That's right. Um, and so, the money quote, as Jeremy Rutherford puts it from Tarasenko on Hub City Life. Tarasenko says, we don't go there like for a resort. We, what were, or we were expecting unbelievable food, or where we're expecting unbelievable food service, like five-star summer resort, we're going for playing hockey. I don't need much to live, I just need a bed and food. I love how his English is supposedly so broken, but he knows five-star resort is like a concept. Because uh-huh. Michelin is from Russia. Mother Russia. There it's called five, I don't know. 
No, I don't even know why I'm trying to make it sound like English. You know, Not even close. That's right. But it's it's Russian. So there's your quote. You can print it. Everyone loves the Vladimir Tarasenko <laughs> tough as nails. I he's adorable. I think you voiced a very fitting concern though where please don't make this a please like my sport thing. Yeah, I've already seen I, people being like, see the NBA guys all want like stand-up comedians and five-star hotels and room service and all this other stuff. They're like, but NHL players, they just want to go there to play. They're focused on the game. I'm like, oh, some, I'm sure some are. I'm sure lots of them are. But I'm sure some of them just want to play Fortnite. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> because this is COVID times, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. Uh, yeah, I just... I, I, also, having a personality, not that Tarasenko doesn't have one. But having a personality. What's a rubs off mean? Yeah, so yeah, and that's a and that's great. He knew what it meant. Yeah, that's the best part. There you go, and there you go. How many people <clears throat> probably remember that quote? And it just was like an insight into who he is as a person, just mm-hmm. being someone from another country. And it was a very personal thing, and it was a joke, and it was fun, and a happy time. And people remember that. And so I don't know why I'm going off on this random soapbox. But I'm like, if you have a personality, <laughs> when people rip the NBA and like all they want is like cushy lifestyle, I'm like, yeah, but they also have like prima donna personalities and stuff, and that might be kind of annoying. But it's also what draws people in too. Mm-hmm. The personality like brings people in. Yeah. Anyways, that's my rant because some people are like, how could how can they act this way? I'm like, well, the way they're acting is getting clicks and views and people interested. As much as it pains me to say it, more people know the. Th- you know, the third best player on the Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. that's refusing to go unless he gets calamari every night than <laughs> no Vladimir Tarasenko, you know? And, yeah, and I'm not saying you have to be a spoiled brat or nothing. No. I'm just saying, like, I guess I'm trying to defend the NBA by saying you don't, it doesn't matter. It's, it seems like... Don't compare hard, hard player to cushy player. Hockey community wants to almost punish personality a lot yeah, of times, yeah. and that's what really bothers me. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but it's like... No, man, you need your sport. Mm-hmm. You know, you need your best players to have personalities and be big personas. Like, I mean, for baseball, I think about Mike Trout signing that 14-year extension. I think it was 14-year, however long, to play in Anaheim. And it's like, okay, but you just, like, really hurt baseball mm-hmm. because you're not playing for a contender. They're never going to be a contender because they can't manage anything. And you're <laughs> mired on the West Coast, so you can't even play in prime time. It's like... That really sucks for MLB that he didn't mm-hmm. go home to Philly, you know, which is his hometown. I mean, I would have hated it if he played for the Philly, but Phillies, but also I wouldn't have because more money for everybody. So, you know, the NHL really sh- needs to get over itself with this whole, uh, well, you just got to have, you know, a strong jawline and keep your mouth shut and shoulder mm-hmm. the burden, you know, push, put your shoulder into it and, and just play for the team. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm good with all of that. But also, P.K. Subban being in the league hasn't hurt nobody, you know, mm-hmm. and, and dating and, and, you know, proposing to Lindsey Vaughn and whatever he does. and getting, <laughs> Whatever else it is you Well, do. you know, giving yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of celebrity lifestyle, it's like that, that sort of stuff is great for the league, even if it irritates other players, so... Yeah, and having said all of that, I do appreciate the Tarasenko quote. I appreciate that oh, he's course, a, yeah. that he's a straight genuine. line dude because yeah, that's just yeah, exactly. I think you hit it right on the head. Is just that <laughs> that's how I feel he is and know he is. Whereas I feel like a lot of other times and know that there's other hockey players that probably feel that way, but the way they say it just sounds so damn rehearsed. Where it's like, yeah. okay, that's 
great, good stuff. You could imagine just like the other three hundred talking heads. You could imagine a lot of well, or the reverse. You could imagine a lot of players saying that and not meaning it at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and you don't. I don't get that feeling with Tarasenko at all. Uh, the Blues did officially sign Scott Perunovic, the uh, Hobie Baker Award-winning and NHHC Scoring Champion Award winner. Um, uh, left-handed defenseman out of the University of Minnesota Duluth, uh, same university as Justin Falk went to. So you know maybe a future pairing there. That's why we had to get Justin Falk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's Got how we walk, kept Scott Prunovich. Left him right, get it done. Um, the uh, Perunovich is, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about his future. So he's not eligible to join this roster. Nope. That's because of the NHL rules? I believe so. It was something about signing players by a certain point yeah. they couldn't join. I mean, that's this actually year. pretty fantastic for the Blues because <laughs> they don't want to work him in, in the playoffs necessarily, especially after as long as he's been off. Yeah. And if they had to now, they'd burn a year of his contract. So that's much better for the Blues, I think, to keep him out for a year and and, you know, start the whole journey next year. So it's exciting. I mean, as we talked about when he signed, very good that he, you know, showed the faith in Armstrong and the team to go here when he could have gone someplace where he was guaranteed playing time and, you know, as a, as a college free agent could have left and, and kind of chosen his destination, mm-hmm. could have gone to the Wild, could have gone to the Red Wings, uh, uh, you know, whatever he wanted to Man, do. they always get college kids. That's right. I feel like. Yeah. And by always, I mean Danny DeKaiser. And <laughs> I don't know any others. I remember when I wanted him so bad. I know. And Jimmy Vesey. And we didn't get either. And we're better off. <laughs> yeah. Although I love how Danny DeKaiser's just still there. Like, he yeah. has never been much, but he's still there, you mm-hmm. know? So, good for him. He's like, if Nick Lindstrom is like Coca-Cola, uh, Danny DeKaiser's like Shasta. <laughs> Shasta, perfect. <laughs> Uh, always yeah, there. I think they're always there, but <laughs> all because it's in the back of the fridge and nobody grabs it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Perunovich, I would say, is uh, probably, I mean, if you still count Kairou, our second best prospect, and if you don't, probably our best prospect right now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a big deal, and, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see. He's going to be off the, he's going to be off the pyramid. Yeah. Kyrie will be or Perunovich will be? Both of them. Well, Perunovich hasn't played any games. He's still yeah. on the pyramid. I guess. He does. It's a 50-game rule. Yeah. I we know. have very strict rules. <laughs> you gotta... Except we break them all the time. you got to honor the pyramid rules. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be buried beneath it. That's right. Or it'll flip over and invert and impale you. Like, it's probably been done in, like, a Mortal Kombat fatality or something, <laughs> you know? When Scorpion became a pyramid. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's talk about the uh, NHL award season, shall we? Well, it's not award season yet, but it's it among is. it's among us, it's amongst us, it's coming upon us. Uh, um, the uh, NHL awards are being judged off the uh, stumpy, shortened season that we had uh, that ended in March. Obviously, voting, as always, cannot contain the playoffs, so it's already been done. The voting's already done. Is that correct? I guess, yeah, because that's um, all they figure out who the finalists are. Yeah, so... Weird. Uh, we can, you know, take our shots at who's going to win these, uh, and 
Uh, let's go ahead and get started, I guess. Jack Adams Award uh, is for, you know, Coach of the Year, and it's really the I Made Something Out of Nothing Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nominees this year are John Tortorella of Columbus. Very angry, but he's, he's you know, he's kind he's of getting better. He's, he's getting mellowed better. In, his, in his older age. Elaine Vigneault of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers until he's fired in two years. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Cassidy of the Boston Bruins for some reason. Uh, and I'll tell you this, obviously not going to be Bruce Cassidy because the Bruins are just good. Mm-hmm. And they're not enough good enough. Good for him for being nominated top three because I do mm-hmm. like when some coaches that are just coaching a good team mm-hmm. and they're consistently good are actually nominated. Yeah, Craig Berube perhaps, you know. But, you uh, think he was snubbed? No, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, the thing is, too, I read someone said, Bruce Cassidy, no way, or something. I was like, well, I mean, sure, but like, if you're trying to replace him with Bruby, you're just going based upon like good coaches of good teams. And technically, I hate to say it, we still have the cup, everyone. We still have the cup. Mm-hmm. But the Boston Bruins, better record than the Blues yeah. this year. So President's Trophy winners. That, that If you're going to give one of those two teams the spot, or their coach the spot, it's going to be Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. And, you know, another thing voters do figure in beyond the uh, would have, could have, should have, it all, should have been bad of it all, is uh, man games lost. Like, if a team had a mm-hmm. lot of injuries, I don't know that the Bruins did, but that could be a factor uh, if they did have a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, I think, did and always does have a lot of injuries, so... <laughs> I feel like Columbus does a lot of the time too. Every I swear every year they're like, Man, Columbus has like nine guys out mm-hmm. and that's like all season long. I'm like, okay, that's always the Columbus underdog story, which they are, but it seems like they're always like everyone's dead and mm-hmm. yet they're still five hundred. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of Columbus, I usually hate the well, they could have been terrible and they were okay narrative. Mm-hmm. So we gotta give this guy the award, but John Tortorella has to win this award, <laughs> in my opinion. You're welcome to disagree, but like that is a team that lost their two biggest stars mm-hmm. and other pieces. You know, they got they got gutted after mm-hmm. last year. Ryan Dezingle came and then left. Panarin and Bobrovsky came and left. And I think somebody else, I can't remember. I think I there was know. a fourth pretty significant player that they traded for that departed. Um Oh, Matt Duchesne, right? Yeah. Wasn't he there? Didn't they trade for him and he left? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then they didn't have any draft picks this year to do anything with. Their big free agent signing was, uh, who was it? It's not Zuccarella, it's the other one. The other very average player. Oh, Nyquist? Yeah, Gustav Nyquist. <laughs> and they made not only a, 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 like a fine team, but like, a competitive team that probably would have made the playoffs legit if mm. the season had played out, you know? And on top of all that, they lost... They lost Josh Anderson for a while. They lost Josh Anderson. They lost uh, the the goalie. Uh, not not all, Mark. God, I haven't watched hockey in a while. This, yeah. is, this is all fading. Uh, I can think of the backup's name. Merzlikens? Yeah. Corpusalo. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Eunice yeah. Corpusalo. You got it. Uh, he, he got really hot. Finally, um, and then he went down when he was like in his top form, and the Merzlikens, which you know you can't really necessarily say uh, Tortorella is responsible for, but Merzlikens came in and was the best goalie in the world for a month, had like four shutouts in six games or something insane like that, um, and you know Tortorella, for whatever you want to say about being 
an asshole or being aggressive or being overly angry. Like he weathered the storm and he got his team through that. And and it's a young team. It's an inexperienced team. It really doesn't have any stars. I mean, it's captain, you know, is Nick Felino, who as a player I like, but is like to me like David Backus light, and I'm not even that big a David Backus <laughs> fan, but that's just like Do they have Brandon Dubinsky still? Yeah, I think he's so. like another flavor of David yeah, Backus. Exactly. Man, Nick, they're David Backus all the way down. Nick <laughs> Nick Felino to me is like guy, you know, like good mm-hmm. guy. He does things well, in brother, the community, then. so he's our Camp, he's our captain, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Marcus at least is small and scrappy, you know. At least <laughs> he's least. like something. Nick Polino is just like middle-aged man. Like if you put two people side mm-hmm. by side, any random two people, and said, and one of them was Nick Felino, and asked somebody to identify the athlete of the two. <laughs> I'm thinking Nick Foligno gets picked less than 30% of the time. But what if he's standing next to Phil Castle? Well, then he probably that, he probably takes the edge there. But <laughs> Nick Foligno um, does just kind of look like a guy that works, man, he works uh, like as a sales rep. Mm-hmm. Right? Look yeah. At That's like a sales rep guy. Yeah. That's a weekend warrior. A good guy. Yeah, you know, decent nothing wrong. Guy. Probably, uh, he's probably the guy that like buys the round at the bar at the lake over the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. like he's a good dude making a decent living. You know, he's not he's not living the high life, but he's got enough to get by and more more than that. You know, I think that's just I think that's the motto of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets: <laughs> enough to get by and slightly more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus Blue Jackets. It'd be fun. Come see our team. We, we should do uh, joke mottos for every team sometimes this <laughs> offseason. That'd be fun. Uh, but all of that said, like, you know, I'm going to look at their stat page because they don't have anybody. You know, the... the, the Cam Atkinson. Well, yeah, but what, it's just what like... One of him. <laughs> one of Cam Atkinson. What happened to you, Cam? <laughs> disrespecting Cam Atkinson now? They had their top point scorer in 70, 70 games was Pierre-Luc Dubois, and he scored 49. Gustav Nyquist, 42. Zach Wierenski, 41. Bjorkstrom, 36. Finally kind of had that breakout year, which good for him. I like him. Uh, Felino 31. Seth Jones, 30. And from there, it's just like, that's a team that does not have a lot of amazing talent. You know, Winberg, <coughs> Bimstrom, Gavrikov, Milano, Nash, Texier, Robinson, Savard, just a very uh, Calvin Thurkauf, apparently, as a person. Uh, but just a very... Man, they need Liam Foody. Oh, my God. Their third goalie who played started four games has a name that's even harder pronounce, to pronounce than Mervis Leakins. It's Matisse Kivlinics. Kivlinics. Mervis Leakins backed up by Kivlinics. Kivlinics. <laughs> Matisse and Elvis. And Eunice, Matisse, <laughs> Elvis, and Eunice. Uh, but all of that is to say this is a team that finished with, what, 81 points, was a 33, 22, and 15, uh, were fourth in the Metropolitan Division when the season finished, had a good chance of of making the uh, All-Star game, also, or of the playoffs, also swept the Lightning last season, which, you know, you can't, can't, technically count, but can certainly be in a voter's head when they're voting for this sort of thing. 
I just think, I mean, I think Vigneault did impressive things with the Flyers, and he's a new coach, and, and that might be something that, you know, makes people vote for him because he really made a transition in him. But I also think they're a team that got really hot towards the end of the shortened season. Mm-hmm. And if they hadn't, they would have been pretty forgettable once again in typical Flyers fashion. So to me, long way of saying, I think it's got to be Tortorella. Now tell me why I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. All right I mean, it, you, for as much as we complain about them picking the underdog story, like you can't pick Bruce Cassidy because, yeah, he's a great coach and that's they're a great team. And the end, yeah, like it just doesn't feel like, especially to me, it feels like you can't. When was the last time that like a coach that went on to essentially win a Stanley Cup or be a contender, you know, a team that's considered that much of a contender ever won like the Jack Adams. Like, I don't feel like almost never. Yeah, I mean, even John Cooper, when the Lightning went insane, didn't win it, did he? I don't think so. I mean, I think it was a nominee, Mm. but not a winner. So, and like you said, Vigneault, like, great story, but like, just, I don't know. Mm. That's Philadelphia's hot. And sometimes Philadelphia's not. So, yeah, I would give it to Tortorella. Has he won before? Yeah, I feel like he, he has. Yeah, he a two-time winner, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Good for him. You know what? It's helping. It's His anger issues, I think, changed after trying to get into the Calgary Flames locker isn't, room to fight the entire team when he coached for Vancouver. Isn't he, isn't he also the first American-born coach to win, like, a certain number of games, Anything. I think. <laughs> Anything ever. I always forget he's American. I shouldn't because he has like that strong, what, like New, New Jersey, York. New York because accent. His name's yeah. Uh, didn't he coach the Olympic team but, too? But I used to think Matt Zuccarello was Matt Zuccarello. And uh-huh. then they're like, oh, he's from Norway yeah. or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, what? No, that guy, is, he plays for the New York Rangers and he's from like the Bronx or whatever. And I was like, no, he's from Norway. I'm like, mm. I don't think, no, I think you're incorrect, Pierre. Yeah, I was like, I don't think so, Pierre. Uh, <laughs> uh, Barubi is always the class act. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford has a quote from him on being not being a Jack Adams finalist. <laughs> like not being a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, I don't care. I don't think about that stuff. I really don't. The guys that are finalists for the award this year deserve it. In my opinion, they've all had tremendous years. I think Tortorella has done a tremendous job in Columbus. Elaine Vigneault coming into Philly and getting them back on the map. He's done a tremendous job there. And Cassidy has done a good job. Oop, downgrade from tremendous. Every year in Boston and is well-deserving. That's great for those guys. It's just the way it is. I don't really worry about it. And I, I believe him that he doesn't. Although he did say tremendous a lot. That is a word mm. liars would use. Tremendous. Tremendous. Um, you know, I think Craig Berube can go to bed at night knowing he could kick any of those guys' asses if push came to shove, and, and that's how he comforts himself. Also, his name's on the Stanley Cups, and theirs isn't. So, yeah. you know, I mean, probably some of them are somewhere. I'm sure Lane Vigneault is somewhere. Tortorella. Did he win one? With the Lightning. Was he head coach? Yeah, 2004. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Um, but you know what I'm saying. Torts. Berube raised it last year, and so... You know, I think that's fair. Uh, Lady Bing finalists, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, and Austin Matthews. I have a strong thought, but would you like <laughs> to say just... anything about the award before I go down that rabbit <laughs> is it, hole? Is it just about uh, how you want Ryan O'Reilly to be the winner? Yeah, well, is that you know, it? I, sh- I sure do. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Oh, he's not from New York. John Turtle's from Boston. Boston. Man, I'm a fucking oh, idiot. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah. Stanley Cup champion. I want to make sure. Um... Ryan O'Reilly should win because he's amazing and he's, he doesn't commit very many penalties. And every time he does, 
I'm sad because I don't want him to. That's his thing. His thing is face offs and not touching people. <laughs> he looks genuinely upset at himself. Yeah, he's one of those people that like, yeah, just affects him deeply. He wanted the uh, Jordan as correspondent. Jordan tells the story a lot where the one year, one of the I think two years in his career where he's had just two penalty minutes, mm-hmm. he made it to like game seventy five without penalty, and the reason reason he got the only penalty he got that season was he like you know he like put his stick down and the blade snapped and he didn't Mm. catch it and then he tried to play the puck with it and so it was an equipment violation and he just was so like forlorn that that was the shitty excuse that uh got him there you know (laughs) and with all of that said i'd just like to say nhl get your shit together please on anything (laughs) i know that people's business off the ice is people's business and i know that austin matthews is a young kid who makes stupid mistakes how about let's not make him a lady bing finalist which is your sportsmanship great person award the same year he lost the captaincy of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I do not want to hear any of this Toronto area redaction where it's like, oh, it was always going to be John Tavares. It wasn't always going to be John Tavares. <laughs> Nobody believes you, and you don't believe yourself. Let's not do it the same year he lost the captaincy because of a report that surfaced like two days before the season mm. about him drunken, drunkenly not assaulting. I don't know if assault is the right word, but intimidating uh, a female security guard and, and sexually harassing a female security guard. I just, it's, it's, I don't want to make an, un, you know, an outsized big deal out of it, but it's the same sort of boys will be boys attitude that has Patrick Kane on the front of everything. And listen, Patrick Kane is underrated as a hockey player as far as i'm concerned the dude's phenomenal he's incredible he's maybe the second best player of this era when you really get down to it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, well third i guess behind ovechkin and crosby but like you know right up there in that top tier but the guy has done enough stuff off the ice particularly to women and every time, every time, every time I've ever read anything that's like, dear women of the NHL, what could we do to make hockey more accessible to you? I have always seen responses like, hey, maybe take Patrick Kane off every advertisement you ever do. <laughs> um, and again, I'm not trying to skewer these guys. I know that, you know, I'm innocent until proven guilty. And I know these weren't necessarily followed through in a court of law. But I think what happened is pretty undisputable. And it's just, it, I, I know this isn't the league's fault, technically, because they didn't vote on the Lady Bing, you know, mm-hmm. but like, just voters, what are you doing? Is it just, is it just a Canada-Toronto thing where they're like, but he's our Toronto boy yeah, and half the media is up here, so we're going to give it to him? Yeah, pretty much just kiss ass. And he can't like, win any other awards this year, so he gets the Lady Bing. I mean, I guess that's probably what it is, but it's just like... Just have a little self-respect. Yeah, have he, a little respect for women, and you know. He strikes me as kind of like what we were talking about, where it's like the hockey player that says, "Like I'm just focusing on the game," and mm-hmm. then like, it's like, "Hey, man, I'm I want to believe that, and I'm sure, and if you don't, that's okay too." But it just feels like, okay, you're just kind of lying to my face because mm-hmm. that's just what you need to say. He definitely feels like the sort of person that is a nice human being mm-hmm. in a large market, and therefore they're like, oh. 
you're like one of the you're one of the best people out there, mm-hmm. aren't you? I feel like they pump the tires on a lot of NHL players all the time because that that guy is like has not done anything wrong. So he's automatically one of the best people. Mm-hmm. He's such a good guy, and I'm always like just being a normal human being. <laughs> you yeah. mean? I don't know. It seems like this should be going above and beyond, and I get it that it's on the ice stuff. But even then, does he not take penalties? I, I mean, I guess he doesn't. I mean, I like, okay. Um, I'm just surprised. I thought maybe Austin Matthews, maybe he really doesn't use that big body of his like they always talk about. Dude's like... Eight penalty minutes this year. Wow, so really? In 70 games. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a, you know, he's... And McKinnon had 12... They're going to uh, give it to Austin Matthews. They might. And it's just, that's a mistake. And listen, I've got a lot of, I've got, I've got a do lot of Do you have a lot of time? time? You sure do. I was going to say a lot of room, but I've got a lot of time for, uh, you know, saying to some extent, hey, he's, he was 21 at the time, or he's 22 now. He was an idiot. He was drunk. He made a big mistake. We've got to have room to forgive him. I'm fine. You want to give him a Lady Bing in two years, three years? Great. You know, if he doesn't do anything further, I get that. I'm down with that. Just maybe don't do it the same year. I don't know. Maybe just don't. And that's one of those things where I don't want to be, you know, overly conspiratorial, but it really strikes me as like, well, the Toronto media decided we're just not going to call Austin Matthews on this, so we're just going to forget the whole story. And kind of bothered me, so I thought I'd talk about it. Any more mm-hmm. thoughts on Lady Bing? Um... No, I want to go back to the Jack Adams real quick. Do you really? Okay. Yeah, I do. Because, well, okay, I want Ryan O'Reilly to win Lady Bing. Yeah, of Ob- course. Obviously. So I looked at John. Splitting the difference. I looked at John Tortorella because I wanted to see where he's from. And then I figured out he's from Boston. Then he won the Stanley Cup with coaching the uh, Tran. Tra- Oh my god, I almost Tampa did it again. Bay Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I like made fun of my own mistake and then went right back into it. The Tampa Bay Lightning in 2003-2004. And then he's won the Jack Adams in 16-17 with the Blue Jackets. And then he won the same year he won the Stanley Cup in 2003-2004. He'd be a three-time winner? He'd be a three-time winner. I Trace Adams. <laughs> um, and then I went to the Jack Adams listing here on Hockey Reference. Steven, would you care to guess in the last five years what coach has won the Jack Adams twice? He's won it twice in, in the last in, five years. In the last five yep. years? Holy crap. Um, what team has sucked? <laughs> I was, he must have gone, it must be between four two different teams, right? Yes. Because um, he probably did the same. Was it Gerard Gallant? That's a good guess. It is not Gerard Gallant. <sighs> he is one of those people in the five, in the last five years, he was one of those people that have won. Vegas, yep. first year he had to. That was yeah. the year they won everything because it was in Vegas. Yeah. So They're like, like, give it to give Vegas. That was when uh, I think, like, Marsha Snow or somebody beat Vladdy for the Lady Bing, and it was like, ah, screw you guys. (laughs) Also, in this three of the, at least three of the last five years, maybe all of the last three years, we've had a Lady Bing finalist, and we're still looked at as the dirtiest team, and like, whatever. You know. know. Uh, But in any case, uh, okay, so not Gerard Gallant. I'm going to take another few seconds to think about this. And so I'll tell you it's not, it's not Mike Yo. 
roll him. You ride the F out of Let here. me go through all of the That's, list. Uh, He's not on here. Not Rick Bonus. Not a. Uh, not a. Uh, not a uh, that Jeff Blaschel guy. Not a Lane Vino. I assume. Um, is he on here? He is on here for the Canucks in 06, 07. Uh, has Cassidy won it before? What the, are these all potential repeat winners? I wouldn't think he has. Probably. I don't think he has. All right. A um, few more seconds to think. Who is the Vancouver Canucks current coach? It's not him. I'll tell you that. It's not him. Green? What's yeah. his first name? Bruce. Just kidding. That's not. Tyler? Is it Tyler? Travis, Green. Travis, Travis Green. Green. <laughs> Al Green. You got it. Uh, Moving on. All right. Uh, last guess. And I don't got nothing. I can't I can't think of anything. Tell me. It's Barry Trotz. Ah, damn it. For the Islanders and the Capitals? Or yep. Predators, Capitals? Capitals. So I, he won last year as the Islanders. Yep. And then and the Capitals, not the year right before that. 15-16. Okay, so not back-to-back. Back. No. What did the Capitals do that year? 15-16, 120 points. Okay. So that was that was a... Uh, Just, oh, shit. Shit, okay, <laughs> fuck, here you go. Um, the year before that, Bob Hartley won with the Calgary Flames, and in 82 games they only had 97 points, so that must have been a... Oh, wow, they're supposed to be shit. <laughs> they're awful. Have you listened to... The 31 Thoughts podcast. Where he says Detroit. Well, I mean, that's all of them. They interview a former defenseman. The equipment guy? Yeah, the equipment Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. started the equipment company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a Bob Hartley? Yeah, the Bob Hartley impression. Oh my God, I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Because they tell me you're really good, but honestly, I haven't seen shit from you. It's like, I love it. I also love it because Bob Hartley is like the most forgettable name you could ever have, like totally normal yeah. name. And oh, and he's like French. French I know, right? <laughs> so when they started talking, I was like, oh my God. That was, I laughed so hard when I heard oh, him do yeah. that. I thought that interview was great. Even mm-hmm. as he was plugging his own stuff the whole time, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. it's got personality. It's all good. I liked it too because he'd been in the NHL for a long time. What was I don't even know the guy's name. Think of the name. Some yeah. guy played for the played for the Thrashers a lot. So mm-hmm. I appreciated the fact that he played for a good chunk of time and that he like was on just awful teams mm-hmm. and he just rolled with it. He said like we went to New York and he remembered like all the different games that they played in their one, I think, playoff appearance where they just got steamrolled by New York. He's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was shit. Oh yeah, my experience here was crap. Like in terms of like how well they did, but he enjoyed his time with the teams, and he talked about young Kovalchuk and all these different players that he did get to play with and he got to play against. And I don't know, it was just really, it was very interesting. It was a mm-hmm. good, it was a good lesson. Listen to that one, folks. I'm looking for his name right Andy now. Andy something? No. Andy Sutton? Yeah. Wow. Good work. Yeah, uh, I had to look him up. His face doesn't look the way his voice sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good interview. Go check it out. Everybody Sorry, Bob Hartley. For, oh, he was traded to the Thrashers for Nat Dominicelli. <laughs> cool. Dominicelli's um, pizza. <laughs> oh, now I want pizza. Who doesn't? All the time. All the time with pizza. 
Let us talk about the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. It won't be going to Barrett Jackman this time. Barrett Jackman <laughs> is the last blue to win the Calder Trophy, I assume. Mm-hmm. Woof. Uh, gotta change that, Scott, I guess. <laughs> it's on you. Uh, and uh, you'll have some inspiration in Quinn Hughes, who uh, scored 45 assists and 53 points in 68 games. And Kale McCarr, also out of college, 50 points in 57 games, 12 of them goals, and a plus 12 rating. And Dominic Kubalik, 30 goals for the Car- uh, Cardinals. Where'd that come from? Blackhawks this year, uh, 16 assists, so a bit of a Cy Young there in 68 games. Um, Why do they keep getting these young goal scorers, the Blackhawks? They draft one type of person, and it's small young goal scorers yeah. and it have and it's just annoying it doesn't really help them very much no. defensively but it's it's just annoying to see like oh here's uh debrinket oh and here's kubalik oh great good great good stuff yeah so he's not gonna win it no yeah. way jose although i do have his autograph right over there boo burn it. it i can sell it so i will make money off the for a fat cost. euro that's right <laughs> one Euro. I think this and is not the currency, the sandwich. <laughs> I think this is Kale McCarr's. I think it trophy. To I think lose. it is. I think this will be close. I think maybe Quinn Hughes deserves it more. Mm-hmm. Be a little controversial, but I think Kale. I McCarr, think he's on the worst team, and he's yeah, playing really well. Really well, technically point wise, better. So he yeah. Played Ten nine nine more games. Uh, but I think Kale McCarr has the hype. And listen, Kale McCarr's phenomenal. It's not a disrespect to him situation. I just... Uh, I would probably lean Quinn Hughes slightly, but I think McCarr will take it. Or, I, I, you know, I don't I don't totally rule Kubalik out. He came out of nowhere and got 30 goals. That's pretty, pretty impressive in just 68 games. So, mm. um, you know, I don't think he's a complete afterthought, but he has... Really stiff competition this year in those two top defensemen. It's crazy how that can be a year, and you know there are probably really good rookies that didn't even get. Oh yeah. A finalist spot, and then there can be a year where Bear Jack wins. Beats Henrik Zetterberg. That's right. Uh, Ted Lindsay is the MVP voted on by the players. Uh, I had to look that up. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, and Artemi Panarin. Are the finalists here? Um, you know, because it's the players, it'll be interesting. I would think maybe the players would go lean to McKinnon here. Because I would think the players would kind of feel like Drysaddle was propped up by CMC. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you think? You think it's Drysaddle all the way? Also, Nathan McKinnon, not foreign. That's right. I mean, he's That's North true. American. Right. So that means yeah, a lot. It's foreign to us, but not yeah. to um, Personally, I think it should be Artemi Panarin. Because he's been, he had a phenomenal year. Because I stand Artemi Panarin. He's even more foreign than I know, super style. foreign. But he's also against the Russian government. So, I mean, you know, bring him in with open arms. That's true. Um, You know, I could see Nathan McKinnon, and I think it's going to be Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. I think there's obviously a very strong argument for Leon Dreisaitl, you know, being whatever, however many crazy amount of points yeah, he had at the pause. But again, 
There's a very strong argument against Leon Dreisaitl, too, and that's so unfair. Like, it genuinely is. He's a phenomenal Mm -hmm. player, but the fact is, he's never going to be the best player on his team. Does he... I don't know if this was the case, because this was still a little bit before you and I were, like, super deep into hockey, but was there a point in time where um, Malkin was just like, oh, we just don't even... He's very good. We just think he's you know always just behind Crosby mm-hmm. and on his yeah, coattails probably. but then that that completely but disappeared at some point like, oh he's his own yeah but did that happen that happened due to him because he's a very good player but did Malkin it also had... happen because Crosby was injured for good portions say, of time Malkin had a season where he just went bananas doesn't he go like super Crosby Malkin was, yeah when Crosby's gone yeah is like almost more motivated to fill the void and prove himself. Yeah. So look, I don't wish any sort of injury upon Connor McDavid, yeah. but maybe he needs to be injured and out a little bit yeah. to see what you got in Leon Dreisaitl alone. And do they play on the same line still? A lot of times. Same power play at the very least. Okay, well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but, like, but I mean, that's where they're doing a lot of their scoring. Really? I'd love to see him centering his own line, man. Like, why do you have yeah, him on the wing? Yeah, I mean, wing? I agree. I don't think they have the talent to do... Like, as much as I don't I think... I know. They probably just have to load it up top. As much as I think you top. don't want them on the same line right now, I mean, who do you... How do you make two full... It's true. Lines? When you he see how good they score, it's like, why would you break that up? 110 points this year. Jesus. In 71 games. Uh, led the league in games played, assists, and points. And 10 game-winning goals. But he did have 16 of his 43 goals on the power play and 28 of his 67 assists. So, you know, that's probably one in four, a little more than that on the power play, which is fine. I'm not, doesn't make him a bad player. You want to score on the power play too. But, like, it'd be interesting. I'm sure there have been people that have done the done the studies on, like, what does his how do his numbers compare to, um, you know, with and without... Uh, McDavid on the ice mm-hmm. and it'd be interesting to see how much how much that you know changes over time uh, but he did win the Art Ross Trophy he's got a strong argument and I could see him winning the Ted Lindsay I could just see the players leaning a different direction mm-hmm. for that reason and I think the voters from the media will probably push Drysaddle over the top to get him to the Hart Trophy so it'd be interesting to see very interesting this year. Usually, I mean, this is a great award for what it signifies, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I feel like the Masterson Masterton Trophy is forgettable in to the extent that, like, a lot of times it's like one person is very obviously oh, going yeah. to win it, and then there are two like, oh man, that's a cool story you got there, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, it just like last year, I think it was Robin Lanier. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, there's literally no question that he wins this. And I don't I couldn't even tell you who the other stories were. But this year is friggin' fascinating. Yeah, this is a crazy year. You've got uh, Stephen Johns, the Dallas Stars defenseman who overcame like a year plus of uh, like migraine headaches and, yeah. and suicidal thoughts, I think. And, and uh, it's funny, I remember... I mean, it's not funny, I guess, but I remember hearing him like one of the very first times I, I listened to Spit and Chicklets. Mm-hmm. It was like a live interview with him in Dallas. And that, I think, was must have been like right before he 
went off, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I remember hearing that and then just not hearing his name ever again. And and they were kind of talking about him as like, oh, this is the guy on the rise, you know. He's gonna yeah, I thought a... he was in like the minors. I thought yeah. somehow he just got dropped down. Yeah, but, uh, you know, g- glad he's healthy now and has recovered and returned to play. Uh, you got Oscar Lindblom, Oscar Strong, of course, who uh, had, was it a, 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 not a melanoma, a cars, not carcinoma. I thought it was There's, bone, no, it wasn't bone, it was it like skin. It might be leukemia. Uh, I can't look remember. It let me look it up, because I... Um, we feel bad now. Oh, I... I feel bad. Word, but yes. Um, but he, you know, overcame it, and has returned to practice this... Summer, hard to know if he will play or not, uh, but uh, Ewing sarcoma, that's oh, what okay. I was looking for, which is a form of bone or soft tissue cancer. Um, but, you know, he's back and practicing, and that's awesome. And then there's Bobby Ryan, who uh, openly, you know, went through uh, rehabilitation for alcoholism and came back on the ice and scored like a, a hat Maybe trick a hat or two trick, goals yeah. or something in his return game. Uh, I don't know how you pick one. I almost hope they can give it to all three. I know, right? you know? Like, I don't know how you, how you separate any of these. Um, sorry for kicking you. And I, I would hesitate to even offer thoughts. I mean, I guess, well, I don't even want to say any of the only Oscar Lindblom came over overcame like life-threatening conditions because all three of them did in a yeah. way you know so like yeah they're all just different i mean oscar Lindblom may have had the more obvious threat to his life but if you know if stephen johns had suicidal thoughts and bobby ryan probably did too but or alcoholism itself can can take you really bad places so i got nothing as far as who should win i mean they're all incredible yeah. stories and as you pointed out they're all so incredible that jay bowmeister doesn't even get a nod which I think it's fine. I don't mm. think... I don't, Maybe his fourth, you know what yeah. I mean? Maybe he's probably still in there. You know, I'm sure people yeah. voted. And, you this know, is one of those things where every team has a nominee. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think this is oh, the one okay. where the, every every team puts somebody up. I know they got up. the King Quancy, too, that does or that. Or is it that one? Maybe I can't That's remember. That's the community service one, and I know they do it for that. But they may do it for this, too. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to yeah. question you. Um, Never. Kelly Chase won it once. That's so. too bad. <laughs> That's too bad for King Quentin. You know, I think they they're they're all super deserving of it. I think it's gonna go to Bobby Ryan because of just I, like the, the end cap the of the story. The yeah, of it, yeah. And a, like Bobby Ryan feels like a longer term story. Like you know, mm-hmm. the perseverance of just being in Ottawa and going through that everything dude, and like that dude's gonna write a crazy book oh when God, he's done playing. He does, yeah. Phenomenal. The guy was was in. I don't know how you can be in and then get taken out of. I thought it was like a lifetime thing. Was in like uh whatever they call it. What am I thinking of? Witness protection program. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. I Bobby Ryan. I as like a child, right? Yeah, Bobby Ryan. I think is his real name, but I think for a while he had a different name, uh-huh. and it was because his dad was like a boxer, and in and you know you've seen the movies. He was in deep with the mob or something like that. Some sort of deal where they had to like then go to Canada because he's American, and then they had to have a different name and other stuff. And I was like, okay, shit's crazy. And that was just the start. Yeah. 
Then he became a phenomenally good hockey player, and he was rose to it like a, a top in the league sort of. I level. just watched the clip today where uh, Miko Koivu takes a stick out of his hands, and then he grabs Miko Koivu's stick off the ice and scores <laughs> with it and shows it to him. Oh, so good. He's so you know, and then he he had all those really hard years in Ottawa where he would score gads against mm-hmm. the Blues for whatever reason. Oh he yeah. Just couldn't, justify that contract at all and then this comes to light and then he overcomes it and he goes through it and he has that triumphant return i mean that's a whole movie you can make mm. on that guy so yeah i could see it being him for sure i mm. could see it being Limblom. i feel like john's is the one least likely to win it unfortunately probably it's too bad because i think it's also a thing that a lot of players go through you know what i mean concussion yeah, issues and just sure. feeling like like you've lost your whole life the thing you've been working for mm-hmm. for so long you can't even do anymore and it's so concussions are so weird too because you can feel totally fine one second yeah. and just not have your balance the next i mean yeah like we forget i mean i know i do sometimes we forget that it's amazing that david perron plays hockey yeah because well, that dude didn't play hockey for like a year and a half. Yeah, and you've got like Eric Foley who maybe never will. You yeah. Know? And so it's it sucks, and the NHL has done a terrible job <laughs> overall of, of oh, so dealing true. with it or helping it in any way. But, um, you know, uh, I think all these guys deserve it. And if, if I would usually think that, oh, they'll just share the award would be really corny, but this year I feel like you could actually break it in well three pieces. It. That's right. Do it Mean Girls style. I want the bottom. Oscar Lindblom gets the TR, but he tosses a piece to everybody. <laughs> Except for that gal who doesn't go here. It's <laughs> like, she doesn't even go here. Um, shall we do? Uh, shall we return to our best of the numbers series? We have to. Yeah, we it's, have to. It's we a, wouldn't otherwise. It's, it's a roaring hit. We, we hate it, but the people love it. <laughs> so for those who haven't been here the last two weeks, uh, the Blues, as have... Every hockey team assigns sweater numbers to their players. Like, please delve deep into <laughs> the background of this. Um, but uh, the NHL uh, social media has done a best to wear the number series across the league. So, for instance, they'll have a couple of writers look at all the players that ever wore 16, and then they'll say, Brett Hall, best to wear 16, which I think he did actually win it. Um, Hell yeah. And, you know, in some cases they'll say, oh, well, our three writers were split and here are the two people they voted for or whatever, you know. So we have been coming up through the Blues numbers in the same way, doing them 20 chunks at a 20 at a time in chunks. Uh, and we've done it one through five and 85 through uh, like 99 because most of the big numbers are concentrated at the bottom chronologically. I don't know if that works. I guess chronologically is just time, so not that. But, uh, numerically, I guess that's the There you go. That's what, you got, got. it. Um, but uh, so this week we'll be uh, doing 10 or 11 through 15, and theoretically it would be like 60 through 75. Is that right? Sure. But there are no 60s, or did we not get into the 60s? Did no, because we're going because we're going down, are we not? Yeah, but if we don't have the sixties on the sheet, Ian, we'll pick them. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll look at the sixties as we do it live. Um, no, because we did the five at the top and the five at the bottom. Yeah. No, the five at the top and the fifteen, or the fifteen at the top and the five at the bottom. It's okay. We'll do it live. It's great. The sixties got nobody. It's but we not, already did the other ten. No, no, what? What are you talking about? Okay, we did five, we did one through five yes. and eighty through ninety nine. 
85 through 99. And then we did two, 6 through 10 and 70 through... Or, now I'm very confused. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. Blues, numbers, man, I hope this works. I hope Google knows. I feel drunk. I'm not even drunk. Okay. So we did 99, 93, 91, 90, and 86. And then we did 82, 80, 79, 78, 77. Now we're doing 75, 74, 73, 72, 71. Okay. Those are the next I five. I think yeah. we screwed up last week, but that's okay. Why did we screw we'll, up last week? Because I think we were supposed to do 20 each week, but now we'll just do them all. And we'll maybe have We've never done week. 20 each we week. We did 20 the first week. We just didn't do, because there were, weren't numbers for like six of them. <laughs> we didn't do 20 the first week. We did one through five and 85 through 99, except like nine of the digits between 85 and 99 were unoccupied. So you're saying, you're saying, I, I see, okay, this is, oh boy, we should just edit this out, but we're not gonna, <laughs> no, we're not gonna. Folks want to see, uh, they want to be in the room where I have, and they want to see was, all the sausage. What I was there. doing was literally the five that were there, not, not like, <laughs> not doing like well. the thing. You know what? Not Here's, like the space I mean, I time. didn't pay enough attention last week to say, hey, we should go down to 70, so it's my fault. Yeah, we've just been doing so, five each time. We're fine. We're fine. And we'll just keep going. We'll just get it done. Uh, so let's do these ten, then. How about? Sound good? No. But, yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Yes, let's Fantastic. do it. Fantastic. Uh, number 75 would be where we left off, and that would be Ryan Reeves, and only Ryan Reeves. You can find an article of mine uh, over at thehockeywriters.com where I discussed the Blues players that only wore or the numbers only worn by one blues player ever. Ryan Reeves is one of the more distinguished of those gentlemen. Do you remember how many penalty minutes he had with the blues? I do not. 700 and 498. You were closer before. 695. Oh my god. 69. Nice. Nice. Um, 419 games, 27 goals, 24 assists, 51 points. Only a minus four. Very beloved player in his time with the Blues. Very Fan favorite. Uh, people hated to see him go, but you look at the trade we got and we uh, we won we won big on that one. Especially since Pittsburgh flipped him mid-season after that. We're a bunch of idiots. Jim Rutherford undid his sour work fast. And I kicked you again. Don't now touch we're just me. playing. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Jay McKee is gonna lose big to TJ Oshie for number seventy-four. Oshie, an Olympic hero in his time with the Blues, a beautiful, beautiful boy in his time with the Blues. Uh, Party too hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess just off the top of my head randomly: 161 goals and uh, 200. And, that's too many. 100. And, 13 goals and 176 assists in 412 games. Uh, 443 games, 110 goals, Ooh. 200 assists, 310 points. I gotta say, I'm pretty close in some respects. But in the one, you said 100. Yeah. You, yeah, went, you went crazy. Yeah, yeah. You went crazy. How I many penalty so. minutes did he have? <laughs> uh, how many games? Uh, 443. 144. 239. Oh. He was terrible. Naughty boy, TJ. He didn't get in a lot of stupid fights. He, got, he probably bo- got 15 bone breaking fights. that time he broke his ankle. He probably got uh, a game of misconduct. 
<laughs> I st- Sometimes my... I can still... I don't know if it's because I watched replays yeah. or what, but like I can visualize myself watching him skate over and being like, don't do that, TJ. Don't do it. You, you it was like an eight-nothing game. Oh, there's nothing for you in there. And then didn't he just jump on top and then like fell off? And Yeah, and then someone fell on him. And the guy, whatever blue jacket it was, instantly realized he'd, he'd, he'd broken this dude's leg and was like calling over for help. But oh my god, like my grandfather, when my dad talks to his dad, Uh he'll be like, remember that one time I like did something relatively dangerous and my grandfather would be like, oh my god, he's like, he's acting like it just happened. He's like, oh no. Uh And I think about that when I think of that TJ Oshie leg break. I'm like, oh Jesus. (laughs) That and the Colton Pareko one where he like broke his leg, but then like he didn't break his leg and they just put it back together and no one ever talked about it again. He, like, yeah. fell back on his own leg. He writhed around in pain. Uh-huh. And then he skated off with it Wasn't in the air. in that game? Yes, he was fine. <laughs> and I remember, and I remember like, because it was his rookie year. And I remember thinking, oh, fuck. Like, we did it again. The Blues <laughs> fucked up another one, didn't they? And then, like, it was fine. And we didn't speak we, of it oof. ever again. I remember um, that. It was against the Islanders. It was, like, in the corner. It was in their new yeah. stadium. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I remember now. I hadn't thought about it in a while, but yeah. Sorry. sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Kenny Agostino, 2017, also on my list of players to only wear one number, and therefore, by default, hey, he's, the best 73. He's on history. the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fifth Here's line. Here's another thing. He's got a whole two lines in, in uh, the Marlies. Here's a fun fact about Kenny Agostino's time with the Blues. Actually, in that same season, was the AHL scoring champion and was the AHL MVP with the Chicago Wolves as he was a Blues affiliate member. So, you know, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, Justin Falk, by inverting the digits of his previous 27, by default becomes the best 72 ever in Blues history. Like and even so, you know, shaking his head. You don't like the 72, or you don't like Justin Falk, or you don't like the whole <laughs> don't thing. Don't you like? Uh, the, yeah, the whole thing. No, I don't like the flipping the numbers yeah. thing. All, but what I hate even more is when you play NHL, and some team, your team, gets a player. Uh-huh. And that number that they have from the previous team is already taken on your team. Yeah. And so what they just do is just add one until they get to a number that no one has. Because Alex Petrangelo got signed by my New Jersey Devils Uh for my, like, be a pro career. Yeah. And 27 was taken by some schmuck. And 28 was taken (laughs) by some schmuck. So he's 29. And it it bothers me. Did you change it? You didn't change it? I can't change it. I'm a be a pro. Oh, I can't no, change no, his. No. I can't change his number, no. which bothers me immensely. I want. I want to demand they trade the other people, <laughs> so he'll just have twenty-seven. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, I got bumped up from thirty-seven to thirty-nine, and I was kind of like, eh, I like that, but twenty-nine. No, you got. Sorry, you got Stern. your number changed. Yeah. Screw him with you. How's Sorry. the season going? Did you do um, Yeah, I'm doing all right. Are I was you Alex Petrangelo's D partner. Not yet. I am. 
Will Butcher's D partner. Oh, I got terrible. moved up from the third pairing. But I was in the minors for a long time. I was in the Bring Bringhampton Devils. <laughs> Bringhampton. So I didn't want to That's like a that's like a potluck instruction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bring, it's like Birmingham, but it's not. It's like Brittingham. It sounds like Bennington whenever it's Isn't it Binnington? Binnington? Yeah. It's yeah, it's Bennington. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they say Binghamton. Bringham, like, Tim, I'm going with that. <laughs> um but I didn't want to play any of the preseason games, so uh-huh. I simulated all of them. But apparently, oh, that I was awful throughout those preseason games. So they threw me the fucking AHL third one. line, and I had to work my way all the way up. I have one. Well, I think I got drafted by the Stars, which was disgusting enough. Um, but I won't change. I won't. I'll, I'll play for whoever I play for. I'm not this guy who's going to yeah. choose the Blues. I'm sorry. It's not. I almost got drafted by Chicago, and I kind of wish I would have been. Yeah, that's not how life works. You don't get to choose. Uh, two things I hate. First of all, I played a two-season... I sometimes will play two full developmental seasons. Yeah, I've done that before. I won the scoring title as a defenseman in each season. Still won the first <laughs> overall pick. So that, that upset You still were No. <laughs> I, maybe... I, could, I could do nothing. And they'll be like, yeah, I guess you're number one. And I'm always like, no, I want to go to like an eight or something, please. Uh, but um, yeah, I, w- I went to the stars and I had a, a preseason to forget. And then they're like, you made the team. And I'm like, oh, I don't even think it was that. I think, you know how they, before the, before the preseason, they always give you that little note where it's like the preseason is an important time to meet your teammates and get oh, chemistry yeah. or whatever. And then there was like a little subheader that was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna, you're expected to make the roster, but this is still an important development yeah. for you." And I'm like, "Why? I'm a nobody." <laughs> I'm sitting out. <laughs> That's right. uh, Justin Falk, seventy-two. Vladimir Saboka, <laughs> but bad Vladimir Saboka was seventy-one in his two thousand eight seventeen eighteen run, but then he became one fourth, one fifth. Of Ryan O'Reilly, so mm, that's that? better than all of Jordan Nolan was for the Blues. I'm going to give it to Vladimir Saboka. Oh, I was going to give it to Jordan Nolan. You think so? We're giving it to Jordan Nolan. Yeah. Only one of them hoisted the cup as a Blue. Well, I guess we'll figure out next week if there's any good 17s. I mean, there's Jaden Schwartz. No, he's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> not, not Jaden no, Schwartz. He can't read. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Billy, Joel, Billy Joel was a good uh, Ranger, though. Uh... Are you ready for number 11? It's not hard. Oh, we, oh yeah, we're not at 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was like, what about yeah, Oscar Sunquest? Number, <laughs> <laughs> number 11. Uh, do we want to do 11 through 15 in that order? Yeah. Okay, number 11. Wayne Rivers, 1968. Gary Saverin, Scott Saverin relation, I assume. Uh 68 through 74. There's a McEachern on here, by the way, Ooh. at some point. So, uh, sorry. Burt Wilson in 1976. And Brian Sutter from 1977 to 1988. Captain most of that time. 779 games, all with the Blues. 636 points. Then went on to coach the Blues, I think. Uh, obvious winner here. His number 11 has been retired by the franchise as well. It should have been. It's all Brian Sutter. All, all the time. He's he, not a, he's not in a hockey anymore. That guy just ranches. He I just really? ranches. Good for Brian Sutter. Yeah. I, I kind of enjoy people that can leave the game behind for real. You know, I respect that. Um, I did my time. That's right. Uh, number 12. We've got, got a lot of names here, so bear with me. I'm, I'm going to butcher some of them. we got uh, Gary Veneruzzo, uh, 1968. Dickie Moore, 
Ron Stewart, both 1968. Terry Ron Cook. Stewart? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right before that was probably when he was singing that song from uh, uh, Wedding Crashers. You know the one with the band that isn't named after Ron Stewart, but it's a band. In a, yeah, it's yep. the one in the morning. You know the, the, you know the one. So anyway. <laughs> Everyone pic- everyone's picturing it. <laughs> what is that song called? Stay With Me. That's the name of the song. I'll tell you that. That song's called Stay With Me, and it's by the band, not Sam Smith. Screw you. <laughs> it's uh, Rod Stewart. Uh, and like faces? The... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That's a good song. Now I know what you're talking song. about. <laughs> Once I communicate. You're just going to tell me. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ron Stewart did not sing This feels Stay like a real episode because it's gone off the rails now. Yeah, this feels yeah. like we're back Took in form. We were, doing some, we were doing some serious stuff and now we're back. Here we go. Now we're going. Terry uh, Coco Crisp is number, <laughs> held it from 1969 to 1972, but in that time, yeah, Wayne Mackey and Yaroslav Yurik both stole it. Absconded with number 12. Fran Hock, Noel Picard, <laughs> Bob Colliard, Gord Brooks, Jack Borscht, 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 Man, they don't make names like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> no, they sure don't. These guys sound like the, the like if, like if you evolved. Like Pokemon, yeah. From Hat McMuggins in like, in like the 1920 Toronto Maple Leafs to like Austin Matthews or even like um, like a Quayton. Give me like a, a very hockey name. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, like Raiden, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Carl, DeMello. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, Raiden. If you're evolving Caden. through there, I feel like. Uh, Jack Bort- Boratzik is like the middle middle evolution, mm. or maybe it's a four and like the mega. Anyway, uh, they need to bring megas back, but they <laughs> yeah, never will. Get rid of the X form or whatever it is, though. I don't like this weird like gigantamax. Like and I, it's so easy. It was so predictable. You still just use the super. You just still use the super. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Boring. But the music was good. Yeah. Music was fire in Sword and Shield. Yeah. I mean, it always is. Bagpipes, great. Good. That's right. But then they also do some really cool techno stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah very yeah. British. Very, very nice. Uh, put the next one exclusively in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to put it wherever the hell... Well, well I guess she's from the UK. Who? I'll say wherever uh, Dua Lipa's from. Oh, yeah. Just that's to, right. I just want a Pokemon game with Dua Lipa soundtrack. <laughs> that's right. Uh... I forgot what happened. Jack Barossa. Claude LaRose, 75 to 78. Rick Bonus making a second appearance. That dude is old. Mm-hmm. He, fe- he was playing hockey 40 years ago. Joe Micheletti, not much younger. Perry Anderson. Uh, Richie Hansen. Ron Flockhart. Didn't he teach Defense Against the Dark Arts for yeah. a couple of years? Uh, must have been right before that. Actually, it would have been right before that if you accept the chronology of Harry Potter, which is set in the 90s, people. Very weird. Right? Yeah. But why strange. are they wearing, like, 2000s I clothes? I don't, well, the movies, I feel like they just ignore They just didn't give a shit. <laughs> but, you know. Did you like that they didn't wear their robes later on in the movies? Like, they're at school, but yeah, they're kind of like, don't give I a shit anymore. Okay. okay. I, you... I mean, I don't care. But I read stuff on Reddit the other day where people were like, I didn't like that they wore oh. their robes all different. And listen, I was like, Come listen, on if I'm going to nerd out about the books, uh-huh. that's going to be far down my list about the things they've 
<laughs> so don't get me started on that again. We'll be here all night. Uh, where's Peeves the Poltergeist? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And I know they say the CGI is too bad, was too hard. That's not true. And Peeves has a fantastic redemptive story arc throughout the seven movies. So jokes on you, assholes! You stupid! <laughs> you missed one of the best scenes in the entire book with Peeves just freaking lobbing coat hangers at Dementors and shit in the final movie, in the final book. He's just throwing crap at the de- Death Eaters, and you missed that. You adults. So, and guess what? By the end of that CGI, great. You could have done it all. So, joke's on you. I hope you were walking out of the fucking theater. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. Wow, fucking not even a Peeves Redemption arc. I held it in. Way to go, <laughs> Yates. I got the water down at 16 or whatever the final movie Way to was. Way go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. With your beef shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget about peeps. I, that's right. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did, Ian. I, to be fair, to be fair, I read the, I read all the books. It seems amazing for me to say this. You read, you watch the movies over and over and over again. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I read the books once every time. That was it. <laughs> the last time I touched those first four, I was like 12 years old. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. I need to go back and reread them. More often than that. <sighs> okay, okay, we're, we're back. Peeves the Poltergeist isn't on here. Ron Flockhart, that's how we okay, got it. Okay, we got that's it, how we, we got, got it. Dave Lowry, Adam Oates, Vitaly Karmanov, wasn't he the, see- the seeker for that? Never mind. Uh, Rob Pearson, Dale Howard, <laughs> Chris Kennedy, Can- <laughs> not Kennedy, don't hear Kennedy, don't call me Kennedy, Chris Kennedy, Derek King, Corey Stillman, Ladislav Nagy, Mike Keane, Steve Martins, Lee Stempniak, Kevin Shattenkirk briefly. Oh, yeah. Scott Nickel, Derek Roy for his one season. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Yori Laterra, and Zach Sanford. I narrowed down the real contenders to Claude LaRose with 60 goals and 74 assists in 272 games. Lee Stipniak, 130 points in 233 games, and bringing us Alex Steen and Carlo Coliacovo, which he did on purpose. And Adam Oates <laughs> with 58 goals and 228 assists in 195 games. As much as I'd like, as much as my heart longs to give it to uh, Lee Stipniak, I feel like this is pretty cut and dried. How you, do you feel? You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, my head says. Adam Oates, but my heart says Lee Stepniak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Adam Oates scored more assists than he played games. I know, much Jesus. Plus points. So, uh, legendary, you know, one of the most legendary runs in the Blues and one of the best duos in hockey Talk history. Talk about a guy with a personality. That's that right. That guy actually has a personality, yeah. and That's it's kind of a, abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> <was like> um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, I enjoyed that he basically yelled at Jeff Merrick on 31 Thoughts. Did he? Well, I mean, they didn't yell or, like, they'd be like, well, you know, maybe with the younger generation, because you're a skills coach, you know, I hear a lot about how, and I got a lot of time for these skills coaches that, you know, really trying to appeal to them, you know, by talking to them about what matters to them. And it's just different than how when you guys were playing. And he's like, nope. He's like, nope, not true at all. He's like, "Don't, (laughs) don't, you know, don't call these kids ever. And they're like, well, Adam, I've heard stories. He's like, no dead wrong i mean he was pretty much just like nope 
nah, to a lot of stuff they okay. said, but like nicely. But I was like, wow, normally, you know, people, especially hockey players, are very Try much like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. But we kind of see it this way or whatever. He's uh-huh. like, nah, dude. He's like, nah, man, <laughs> you're all full of shit. I was like, good for you, Adam. I love it. Uh, much well deserved, too. 13, very significant number in superstition. Uh, Fridays have done a lot for the number 13. I'm giving it to Pavel Datsuk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If only. But, uh, you know, do you ever think about how Pavel Datsuk could have just played for any team? You know, (laughs) like Sidney Crosby could only have played for the team that picked number one overall, but any team could have taken a lottery ticket on Pavel Datsuk. Uh, Number 13, only seven blues have ever worn it. Yuri Kim, Kim, Kim... Kimilev in 1996 was the first. Is that just because hockey players are so damn superstitious? Probably. Ah, oh, good lord. Ray Ferraro finished his career with the Blues wearing that number. Valeri Bure or Valerie Bure? Hey, related to uh, the other Bure. Pavel, the, yeah, the Pavel. good one. I know. I was like, man, um, why couldn't we have him? Bill Guerin finished, uh, didn't finish his career here, actually, I don't think. He took a pit stop. Dan Hynote. I'm yeah, getting the fuck out. That's right, and who can blame him? Uh, Dan Hynote and Carlo Koliakovo and Ole Jokinen. Bad Carlo Koliakovo, too. Yeah, I think no that way. was his second season. Yeah. Not much to pick from here. Do you want to deal with Ray Ferraro playing, uh, scoring six goals and four assists in his final 15 career games? Uh, you know, he had like 47,000 hat-tricks in his career. I don't know if you've heard that line of commentary. Oh, yeah. Uh, but only two empty net goals in. Uh, because if he was on the ice, it was bad or something. Uh, Bill Guerin had 28 goals and 19 assists. Pretty impressive run and 47 points in his 61 games. And Dan Hino played by far the most games of these players with 150 and had a really great blues name. Mm-hmm. So, a great porn mustache, too. Right. Would you go with Hynote or Guerin or Ferraro? I think I'd give it to Guerin because, uh, what, 47 points in 61 games? That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I agree. I think funny we can to go say. that way. I could see giving it to High Note too, just because he played so Hold many on. more games. I gotta remember exactly what he looks like, and then I might just change my answer. <laughs> he looks good enough. Will you be singing "Stay with Me" to him? By we're the we're giving it to Dan High Note. <laughs> I got now. I gotta look him up. I do love the name. The name. Oh, is... that's what it is. Okay, so he is sort of like that. Because he's married to Amy McCarthy, who's an actress, but also probably a Playboy bunny. I'm 90% sure. Oh, Dan Hynote's married to Amy McCarthy. Been married since 2008. What a... What a thing. What a what a thing. Good for him. I mean, great. Good for him. Way to go. But I knew crazy. they had something crazy going on with him. <laughs> something so nuts. Uh, so Dan Hynote. One more change into Dan Hynote. Number one. Yeah. Sorry, number Bill one, Garrett. Number 13. Um, shall we go to number 14 here? I love the first name one here, which is Tim Ecclestone. I don't know why, but I love the number Tim, I love the name <laughs> Tim Ecclestone. Wayne Connolly followed Tim Ecclestone. Mike Murphy was two after Tim <laughs> Ecclestone. <laughs> Norm Dennis, Lou Gotti, Doug Palazzari, Bill Fairbairn was six after Tim Ecclestone. <laughs> Rick Shinsky? Shinsky? Rick Shinsky Nakamura. <laughs> That's, that, that before and after killed on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah, I love that. 
like if the people on that show had any brain, they'd be <laughs> upset that that happened, but they would be just two blank stares. Like to Great. solve the puzzle, <laughs> and there's three letters out there. <laughs> I've been watching. I told you this. I've been watching. Um, Grocery games. Yes. What's what it is called? It? Shopping Super, cart dash? Supermarket sweep. Yeah, that's because it. they have old reruns of it no, on not, Netflix. Not a new. Not a no, no, no. Recreation. No. Nineteen ninety-three. Although, if they did it in the time of COVID and you had to enter the one and exit oh, the yeah. other, and that'd be great. I'd be all for it. They they should redo yeah. this show because but under COVID rules. Oh under yeah, yeah. COVID Only rules. up and down one direction of the aisles, oh, which we don't hard. do here, but they do in some states. But they have a thing on the show. How does supermarket <laughs> sweep work? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Um, so I had never seen this before, and then I jokingly told my girlfriend and her sister, hey, do you not want to watch this Netflix movie? Instead, watch Supermarket Sweep. And they both freaked the fuck out and said yes, because apparently this is a huge part of their childhood. Oh, fantastic. So uh, there's like, it's a team. There's three teams, two people on Why each team. Who doesn't grocery shop? Yeah, <laughs> and they do a thing where they like ask you a question, and if... Basically, you're getting questions right, and you're getting either time added to your base 90 seconds. So this is a trivia-based grocery it's all, supermarket yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about, competition? It's all name brands, which is very 80s, 90s, oh, you know. So where it's just, like the whole show is advertised. I don't mean to sound too woke, but it's like people hadn't woken up to like consumerism bad uh-huh. yet. So they were just like, Mr. Clean, yeah! <laughs> 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 it's like... <laughs> Fuck yeah! Woo! Just like, just getting down to Sunny D and shit. But that's the problem is there's a lot of brands that existed back then that exist now, but there's also a lot of brands that do not. Ooh, Aunt Jemima probably made an appearance. There was! I threw my shoe at the TV. I said, cancel! Uh, Uncle Ben! (laughs) They did have Uncle Ben's. Oh my god. I tell you, they were not sensitive to this shit. Oh, crap. So you answer questions, you get time added to this base 90 seconds that you start with, or you get money added. And then at the end of all these questions, after like two rounds of questions, Mm -hmm. you have one person from each team run through the supermarket and basically try and load their carts, multiple carts up with like high price items. It's like you're trying to get as met as like the highest bill as possible in that time. So you're running around just throwing shit in your wine. Yeah, yeah, but there's a deal where, so like the more time you have, you know, the more chance you have to get more stuff mm-hmm. in your cart, and so then you've also earned money over this time. That's like a bonus that you're gonna add to the end of your total. And so I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, well, why don't you just go to the wine aisle and just? Like... I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you just literally go? I don't. These people are throwing things in their cart real fast, but they're not like they're not going fast enough. This is not fast enough. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just shove your hand down a down like a shelf and just, you know, just boom. <laughs> well, they've thought of that, Stephen. So the whole thing is, you have you. I think you can only get five of the same item. You can't get any more than five of like turkeys or whatever, because okay. that's what they always go for. They go for these big meat items. But that uh, fills up your cart, isn't that also yeah. a mistake? But then you have to. So you once it's filled, you have to return it to your teammate, and then you get another cart. Oh. So, and then the other thing is if you knock something off, if you drop something, it's like deducted from, like it's a minus. So you can't just be a monster like I would want to be and just throw fucking shit Uh everywhere at your cart. But anyway, so yeah, that's how it works. And then whoever 
wins that gets to move on to like this five thousand dollar thing where they go hey here's a clue go run out into the supermarket and find the answer to that clue oh it's mr clean that has a rhyme and it ends in mr clean uh-huh. and then they have to do that two more times it's like oh on the mr clean there's a rhyme that goes for this thing and on the final one it's this other thing you know scrubbing so. bubbles and they had one where they craft church they <laughs> had a fucking rhyme for a thing i've never even heard of before and i don't think these people heard it before it's like 90 blanks on the screen like if you're having a fun time, then you'll blank, 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 blank. And they were like, uh... And you'll uh, want to catch a Mr. Mom. Yeah, they're like, uh, I think, uh, maybe it's like California Pizza Kitchen Pepperoni Pizza Number 2. And they ran over, they're like, oh, it is! Yay! And they win $5,000 because it's 1993, and, and so they freak out. That would have been a lot back then. Yeah. That's impressive. So did you enjoy it? Would you recommend it? I've watched like 15 episodes. And it's fantastic? And it's fantastic. Wonderful. I'm going to check it out this right after that. lady. Okay, hit me. They asked her about host... They Oh, he does one... The host does one game where he describes something in like five phrases or words mm-hmm. and you're supposed to get it. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, was like, fluffy, yellow. I don't know if he said yellow. He's like, fluffy, filled snack and i think that andy said hostess because it gets easier and easier and mm-hmm. this lady rang in and she said ding, ding dong. dong i knew it and i said you're a ding dong <laughs> <laughs> you dummy you said that out loud yeah <laughs> okay sorry the distraction from all of this was the fact that we talked about wheel of fortune for a moment uh-huh. and said these people couldn't get this weird other this before and after clue that uh-huh. we made up for this list of number 14 uh-huh. play for the blues and on this show supermarket sweep they'll do the same thing as like wheel of fortune they fill in the letters but they do it for you over time <laughs> as it's happening like r u and stuff like that and on one of the Wait games I'm going yeah you got it they fill it in from the back uh-huh. moving forward but stuff. and they've gotten all the way to like a nine or ten letter thing and they've gotten to the first letter is the only thing that's not there anymore and they're all so sitting there like, looking at like like so twinkie it's like and it's just winky and they're like uh, yeah exactly and they're like uh, look at a buzzer sorry that was a very long aside. so all of that is to say rick shinsuke won the number 14. yeah it's over uh that's fantastic thank you for sharing that blair chapman was like eight or nine after tim eccleston <laughs> doug wickenheiser bill root paul cavallini kevin miller todd elk alec alec sorry that's hard to see jeff Courtnall, and eric boganicki not there were was he the only boganicki I've heard that name before, so maybe Brian there's more. Brian Nikki, I feel like, but anyway. Uh, Paul Cavallini had 337 games, 37 goals, 120 assists, and 157 points in uh, those 337 games. Jeff Courtnall, very impressive, 106 goals, 126 assists, 232 points in 300 and 26 games, the enduring legacy of the number 14, of course, with the Blues, 
uh, is with Doug Wickenheiser, who only played 230 games, uh, 51 goals and 67 assists, 118 points, but obviously uh, lost his life to cancer, which is tragic, but uh, was the inspiration behind the 14 fund and was a major player in the miracle a Monday Night Miracle, which I always want to call the Miracle on Ice, which is a different thing, but not that A different, different. hockey miracle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, scored the overtime game-winning goal. So uh, that happened. And who else scored goals in that game, man? Anyone else? <laughs> Anyone? Nope. No? Okay. All right. Well. Uh... Greg Pazlowski, who used to live <laughs> in my parents' house. Okay? okay. Not when they lived there. Okay? He used to own it, and he sure? lived there separately. And, uh, okay, so that's what you know. Paul Stasny also visited my home when I was it's a child. A he was a teenager. Home. He went in my basement and played my Nintendo. Greg Pavlov's dog. Pavlovsky. Pavlovsky. Came home to your parents' house after uh-huh. the Monday Night Miracle. Uh-huh. Okay. That's fantastic. He probably had sex with his wife. (laughs) I would imagine. (laughs) If you're a hockey player and you're keyed up from just winning the Monday Night Miracle and you're coming back at like 3 Uh a.m. I'm just saying. Or maybe he was a bachelor. You're getting some. My parents' house is very bachelor pad-like. Swinging orgies. That's what he did. I have been to your parents' house. Maybe twice. <laughs> you like to keep it that way. Yeah. Well, I've been no to it a few in. more times. I haven't been inside it. Like a graduation party, maybe? I think so. And yeah. I think that's it. That's maybe one stay. other time. And that's too many times. You parked on the wrong side of the street, I and did. now you're not allowed in. I did. So, fun story, real quick. <laughs> Ian's father, a very nice man, and I like him very much. Uh, like Ian, very tall. Uh, and and has the ability to be an intimidating presence if he wants to be. Fantastic gentleman. I don't, does he listen? Is he going to hear this? Maybe, Probably maybe not. not. If you're listening, big fan of yours, you know. But one time I came to pick up Ian for, I don't know, maybe a hockey game, maybe the podcast. Prom. Prom. And, you know, I parked our limousine. I just, I was coming from the opposite way, and I thought I'm going to be here 30 seconds to pick up Ian, so instead of doing a U-turn, although I could have, because there's an opposite, there's a street right opposite your house, I just drove, you know, across the street and parallel parked the wrong direction, you know, because it's a, a small suburban street where uh, Brian Bogan used to live, so... Uh, Not even. Paul Cavallini, who is it? What's his name? Greg Peslowski. <laughs> 300 and some odd games with the Blues. Have some respect. Uh, He's the best number 28. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we'll get there next week. Or not with your perverted <laughs> system. But anyway. Um, and yes, Ian's dad was, I don't know, working in the garage or something, doing something that uh, fathers do. Designer of the Two Guys One Cup logo, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, employ him. He's, you know, hasn't paid us any money, but he's our first sponsor. So, because he gave us a logo and some other awesome graphics. So, you know, sign him if you need him. But anyway, yes, just stared him, just, just stared straight through my car. The, which, and Ian ended up taking like, I don't know, some believably normal amount of time, but like three or four minutes instead of like the 30 seconds I was hoping for. And I was, I, I didn't move. I was, I was like, I'm just going to stay here. 
because uh, it would have been weirder than if I'd like driven off and pulled back around. Uh, so I just stayed there, and it was awkward. And then we didn't speak until we went to game six, I think, or game five at the uh, Scott Trade Center. But a uh, big fan of your dad's overall, you know, great guy. And your mom, I met at that graduation party, so I don't, I don't have as strong a thought. Back in two thousand nine. That's right. Oh God, we're so old. Anyway, so number fifteen. Bill McCreary. Not... Did, we, did we give it to Doug Wickenheiser? Oh, uh, we did. We did. We did. I, Jeff Cortnall's got a good argument, but I think Doug Wickenheiser's the emotional choice here mm-hmm. and the right one. Bill McCreary, uh, Jack Eggers, Gene Carr, Glenn Sather, Ken Richardson, Mitch Babin, Babin, Babin. Glenn Sather. That's a New York Rangers front office dude. Yeah, man, we got so many of these. Everybody, Jill, John. G- 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 John, uh, Gills Murat, Tony Curry, Floyd Thompson, Mark Reeds, Jocelyn Lemieux, Shane McEachern, there it is, uh, Ron Handy, I've heard that name, Craig Cox, 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 Paul McLean, Craig Janney, David Roberts, Glenn Anderson, Mike Hudson, Alexander Vasilevsky. Ooh. So close. Uh, Marty Reisner, Paul, Daniel Corso, Corso Peter Sedgen, uh, and Peter. And his name is John Cena. John Cena. And uh, Mike Glumack, Brad Winchester. Uh, Jamie Langenbrunner, Keith Alcoin for a hot second, and Robbie Fabry. Lots of number 15s. I'm choosing John Cena. John Cena! I think John Cena or Peter Sedgna <coughs> was like a huge bust. Like I, I think he was, because he only played like 50 games over five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so we kept trying, but it didn't work. Yeah, that's uh, the Blues motto for the most part. That's right. <laughs> Talk about your thoughts on the other people there. Uh, Craig Janney, I want to give it to because I feel Peter Saint, I feel bad. Saint, Saint, Saint John Cena had a uh, has the most intense like oh, I know. headshot. On Where's Wikipedia. he from? Uh, Litovsky Mikulas Czechoslovakia, <laughs> but he played in Quebec as a junior. And then he attended Colorado College. He won the Hobie Baker Award. That's that's why he's a bust. Uh, given Uh-oh. to the most outstanding. And he won a bronze net medal with Slovakia. He was undrafted, but the Blues signed him, and then he sucked. Doesn't Perunovic sound very uh, Slovakian? Uh-oh. Oh, no. boy. Hobie oh, Baker hey. and Slovaks don't mix. <laughs> In 30 years, they'll do a rerun of Grocery Games, and they'll have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> it's, it's too late. Uh, it will be on the screen and nobody will know. Nobody, and you won't be expected to know. It won't be Lorax bleach. It'll be, it'll be a $7 million question. Because this is future space age currency. And that'll be like five bucks. Lorax. This will be the only short show that's not run by Bitcoin. Uh, and nobody Ooh, will know. we weren't, we aren't, uh, we don't have a check mark, so that's we were okay. We didn't tweet about Bitcoin, but, uh, oh boy. 
Um, so anyway, uh, number 15, Peter Sagan. <laughs> 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 the best part of this has been figuring out where we transition to these different topics. Number 15 is pretty sparse. Mm. I think there's a queer favorite here. Mark Reed's had 45 goals and 105 assists in 320 games. Robbie Fabry, 32 goals, 41 assists, and 73 points in 164 games. And Craig Janney, 48 goals, 185 assists in 186 games. Uh, You know, Brendan Shanahan also slept with his wife, not in your parents' bedroom, as far as you know. Although maybe what's-his-name rented it out to him. No, that would have been way later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Were your parents already in that house when... Yeah, they would have been there. I mean, but they could have come over. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they have deep, dark secrets. Maybe there's a pineapple flag outside. Nobody I hope knows. my dad's not listening to this uh, well, one. Please. Know. <laughs> well, it's too late Says so 29-year-old me. <laughs> Robbie Fabry uh, is not who's going to win this. I think it should be Craig Janney. No, it's Robbie Fabry. <laughs> no, all right. Well, no, no, it's Craig Janney. Who's the sympathy vote guy go to? The guy with no shoulders or the guy with no wife anymore? Because she <laughs> left him for Brendan Shanahan. Uh, I think let's change everything and give it to Ron Handy. Uh, that would be nice. Or John Cena. Whichever, you know, whichever you're feeling. No, Jeff, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Craig Janney, I think, is the winner there. What do you think? I think so. Agreed? Cool. Uh, any more thoughts? Any more spicy hockey takes you want to give us before we get out of here? Any deep thoughts on uh, Bitcoin that you didn't get to get out on the blue check marks disappeared? Um, no. Sorry, I had to think about it. I had a lot going on here. You know, we've... he's looking something up, folks, so I'm stalling for time. Do you... I mean, we've all we've gone crazy. And I just want to try this out, anyways. Uh-huh. Do you want to play a fun game? Oh, of course. Of twenty questions, where I've just looked up this random ass player, and you can, uh, you know, you can ask away. So I gotta ask twenty questions. Yeah. To get to this player. Yeah. I don't think it's that hard. I picked someone that's actually that we've actually heard of. Okay. Is he a current player? Yes. In the National Hockey League. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you counting that as two questions? No, it's just one. All right. Uh, Does he play in the Eastern Conference? He does. Does he play in the Atlantic Division? Yes. (laughs) Does he play? Is it Trevor Moore? (laughs) Counting that is not. You should. You should. I I just wanted to try and be a mega mind for a second. Uh, I type Trevor Moore question. <laughs> is it a Toronto Maple Leaf? No. Okay. Let me think. Uh, does he play? Is he a, a forward? He is not. Ooh. Is he a goaltender? No. All right. So that's what, like six questions, seven questions? Um, that is seven. Uh, so defenseman. I don't want to be overly boring and just eliminate all the teams. Is he a Boston Bruin? No. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be overly boring and just eliminate all the teams, but is he a Florida Panther? 
Are they in no. the Atlantic? They are, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Columbus, I want to say, is Metro. Atlantic is like Montreal. No <laughs> <A> question. <laughs> Does he play for Montreal? No. Hey, hey, hey. Ottawa. Is it Hot Sam Bacha? Damn it. I shouldn't have asked that. It is question. not Hot Sam Bacha. Ah, damn it. All right, all right, all right. I don't want to be lame and eliminate all the teams, but is it is he does he play for the Ottawa Senators? He does. Who 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 could it be? And you said we've heard of him. Is it Mark Berwicky? Mark Berwicky, no. Oh she ain't. I don't even know how to spell the name. Is it Nikita Zaitsev? No. Crap. retired is he is yes thank you um is was he ever traded for mark stone no damn it okay all right you got five more all right and he's he's a current Ottawa Senator. I know this. That wasn't a question. I, was, I know this. I know these things. That is a defenseman on the current Ottawa Senators, and I'm supposed to know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Ian! How cool is it? It's a it's a big name. I'm forgetting. Oh. Okay. Good. Go That's ahead. a question. Danny DeKaiser isn't the senator. All right. All right. Center yourself, Steve. Center yourself. Center yourself. Center yourself. Is he... Uh, that's not going to help me if he is. It'll only help me if he's not. Uh, uh, is it Ron Hainsey? It is. Yes! I was going to say, is he Canadian? And then I was like, well, if he says yes, that'll be 80% of the way. He's so, American. Uh, is Ron Hainsey American? He's from Connecticut. Has he been this whole time? He has, and then I shoot you because I'm the other astronaut. Have you not seen that meme? <laughs> what? There's some meme where it's like a, there's one astronaut staring on Earth, and he's like, has it been Ohio the whole time? And then, or no, has it, yeah, and then... Uh, it's all Ohio. No, what is it? It's like whatever the meme is. It's like pizza or cake or some shit. And the uh-huh. person's like, it's cake. And then the fucking other astronaut behind him has a gun in his hand like he's going to shoot the other astronaut. He's uh-huh. like, it always has been. <laughs> and there's just, and there's just, no, that's just how it ends. There's a bunch of memes. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll, I'll look it up. We'll do it. We'll have one ready for you in two weeks when that meme's dead that's in the right. ground. That's right. And then we'll have mastered it. And we'll then we'll bury it some more. Until then, folks, hockey is just over two weeks away. Please, we need it. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Be be good. Be healthy. Stop the spread. And bring on hockey. Let's do that hockey. I'm all about it. It's it's time. It's it's time for some good old fashioned late July, August, and September hockey. Uh-huh. As human Michael starts throwing shit in the <laughs> studio because can't have any more 
talking in this world. So it's been a good hour and 50 minutes. We'll talk real soon. Have a fantastic evening. Good night.